This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. Here's your host, Sam Rafus. Happy Wednesday. Your self-image is part of your character. You will act and respond the way you perceive yourself. Build your self-image and watch your character grow to a place that you imagined it could be. Michael Laidler. That is a quote from my guest today. And usually when I'm preparing for the show, I search the internet or I grab a book that is in my bookshelf and and I look for something poignant to say. But as I was looking for resources and come across Michael's uh, Instagram feed and that quote left out at me and I thought, you know what? I love it when my guests represent their personal brand by living it every day. So that's why... I'm happy to share your words with my guest today, Michael. So let me introduce you. Michael Laidler is an international leadership coach with the John Maxwell team. He is a certified trainer, a keynote speaker, whose unwavering commitment to excellence, passion, and loyalty has quickly earned him the reputation as an up-and-coming industry leader. Michael is on a mission to impart the leadership tools and innovative strategies that emerging leaders need to pave their way to monumental success. Michael holds a master's degree in business administration from Moorhead State University and a bachelor's degree in business and Spanish from Florida State University. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, I'm so excited to be here today. I hadn't noticed before that you have uh, Spanish in in your degree. My kids go to Spanish school and my oldest daughter is graduating this year and fluently bilingual. So it's pretty cool to to hear another language, especially when when that's not my forte. So maybe we can do an interview at some point in time and you guys can speak Spanish. Oh, yes. It would be better on your kid's side than mine, because mine's a little rusty, to say the least. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm really happy that you're here today and talking about character and leadership. Start us off by telling us your backstory and why you do what you do. Well, I grew up in Miami, Florida, to a single mother and my grandmother, and they raised me from the beginning. And... To say that it wasn't a great journey from the start would be underselling my family values. From the beginning, I learned what hard work was and what it can be at all times. And when I was able to see my mother working hard every day and still managing to come to my school events and my sister's school events, I was, I didn't even know what what time meant. I I don't know when she slept, but (laughs) it was crazy to see her everywhere. And then my grandmother was a similar situation where she was disabled. She only had function in her right arm and her right leg. 
So the, the left side of her body wasn't fully functional. And the way she raised us as, as kids was so amazing because what she was able to do with half a body, I can just, every day, it inspires me to do even more because I, I say, if she could do that, what can't I do? And throughout my years, I, I saw what hard work was. And when I graduated high school, I ended up going to Florida State University where I earned my bachelor's degree in business and Spanish, as we mentioned earlier. And one of the cool things that happened while I was going to Florida State was I became a police officer. And that was pretty cool and kind of overwhelming for a 19 year old. I didn't, the fact that that was my first true career was to carry a gun around, protect lives, respond to other people's situations was very different, but it was, it was great at the same time. And I, throughout that time, I became a field training officer. So I actually got it. I had a chance to start leading people right out the gate, which was, which was cool, but I wasn't really taught how to be a leader. It was more of, well, you know how to write tickets. You know how to respond to traffic crashes. Go teach this person that. But I wasn't really building a person up for a successful life. I was just showing them how to be a police officer. So I, even at training. that point, You were training. Yes. I was training them based on those simple things. But when I look back at it, when I look at it now, I wish I knew more because I could have had even more influence and been more helpful when we had those times when I wasn't officially training, so to speak. Because there's always downtime in every training position. And I wish I was able to help influence that person a little bit more to be successful in other areas of, of hers and some of the guys' lives. Um, so during that time, I was like, okay, I still wanted more. I was still hungry. I wanted to try different things. So in 2009, I actually became a Border Patrol agent in Texas. And during that time, I had a dog. I was a canine handler. And I learned a little bit more about leadership, but not with the human, with the dog. <laughs> yeah and, and that is a that is another a whole other entity that you have to lead as a leader and I can remember in 2012 when I found out my wife was pregnant I was like okay cool I'm, I'm gonna be a board treasurer for another 10 years and that changed in 2013 when my son was born because we didn't want to raise him where we were at so I had to do a whole another career change which that's when I joined the Federal Bureau of Prisons in Florida that was the, the fall of 2013. And during that time, I was actually working on my master's degree in business. What led me to doing that, someone suggested it and I, and I ran with it, but I really didn't know what I needed in that degree until I got to my last semester. And that was the very first semester out of 10 classes where I took a class on leadership. And that's when everything started to click. It's like, this is what I've been missing for the first eight to nine years of my professional life. Actual focus training. But that was just a teaser to introducing me into leadership. So I continued on. I graduated. I learned about three-year goals, five-year goals, the simple things that you learn when you're coming to leadership, goal setting. So it was like a taste more than anything else. And two years later, I was promoted to lieutenant to where I live at now in Louisiana. And that's when I got punched in the face. Not literally, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just, just you had me scared there for a second. <laughs> it was more based on leadership because I was now in an official position where people were looking at me for guidance and they were asking and wondering, well, how do I grow? And I didn't really have good answers. I mean, I had a few textbook answers from 2013, 
but I wasn't really trained on how to lead them. And when I went to go to other, when I went to other people to ask for help, they were like, I don't know, just lead them. It was like, go read a book, but that's not really helpful. We all know this. Yeah. People just telling how to, how to lead. And I continued on my journey. If books did it, we'd all be doing it because yes. we, we all, you know, read books. Mm-hmm. And if that's all it took was information, everybody would have all the answers. Absolutely. And in April of 2016, I joined Toastmasters. And for those that don't know what Toastmasters is, it's an international organization which focuses on leadership and communication skills. So I was able to use some of that training to apply it to what I was doing as a lieutenant, as a leader in the, in the federal prison. So I'm still working on it, but I'm still hungry. I'm still wondering, well, what is there? I still feel like there's more out there. And then in the summer of 2017, that's when I became certified with the John Maxwell team. And that's when it hit me. That's when I realized that I was, I wanted to coach and train people with leadership in addition, I, in addition to just doing what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. The John Maxwell program actually gave me a foundation and content to apply to what I already love. And later in 2017, September 2017 is when I opened my business, which is based around coaching and training. And since that time, I've been able to help many, many people out. I've been able to show them how to lead. I've been able to help them get over speed bumps, help them overcome some of their fears of just talking to people or speaking in front of people. And what I've learned is there's a lot of first level management out there right now that has no training. Yeah. And it's sad to say, but they're the image of the organization because that's what, that's what your entry level worker. That's who they see. They see first level management. They don't, they don't see the CEO. So there's actually a statistic out there that I always talk about that says that when people leave, 70% of them cite the reason they left because they don't like their supervisor. Yes. And I've, I've seen that before. It's been, well, I had one corporate job in the, in the last 15, 15 years. And I mean, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I'm definitely an entrepreneur, but I, I was lucky enough in, in that corporate job that there was leadership and I was a leader. So that, that helped to know that the leadership was there, but in most corporations that's been my experience is that people are into positions of authority based on largely seniority. Okay. You've been here five years. You're moving up the chain. Okay. You're, you're next in line for the promotion. Yeah. And you lose a lot of productivity that because a lot of those people aren't designed for leadership. Yeah. Exactly. What made you, what made you choose John Maxwell? Because we, we talked about before about values and and leading our business. And when I say before listeners, when I had talked to Michael uh, in a conversation before we had got on this subject, what values led you to picking John Maxwell as the leadership program for you? Well, it's funny. I was first actually introduced to the John Maxwell program it was either January or February of last year because one of my co- former coworkers, he's in a Toastmasters club, but he's also in the John Maxwell program. So I, I was like, man, what is, what is this program? And then another Toastmaster member, I saw she was a John Maxwell program and she spoke well. She was a high level 
a higher ranking leader in Toastmaster. I was like, man, there must be a coincidence going on with this. So when I looked into it, just the way John Maxwell has been over the last 40 years, his, his way that he connects with people, his beliefs, because he has a very strong belief system. And the fact that when he does all the programs, when he connects with people, he does it, at least from my perspective, in a genuine way. And I can relate to that because I'm, that's the way, I, I, that's the way I, I would love to be perceived as, as I can connect to people on the ground level. And I feel that based on the way he is, I never saw him necessarily on a pedestal above everybody else. It was like, well, this is a normal guy that's worked hard and this is where he's at now. He's been fortunate enough to use what he has been blessed with and it's been something that he's been able to push. So when it came to programs, that was the program that really caught me from the beginning, just the way it was structured, the belief systems, their values, overall values, and just the enthusiasm from the people that were in it and the people I talked to. The people I talked to loved it. And I was like, well, if they love it, if they love it this much, I might as well try it at least to see how it goes. Well, and it sounds like you got some results from working with people that were in that. What what are the results that you offer your clients when you're working with them in, in leadership? I offer them what John Maxwell provides. And what I mean when I say that is John Maxwell is a proven leader. And as a certified coach, trainer, speaker from his program, I'm able to offer the content that is proven through years and years of, of performance that, that works. And that has led me to start doing coaching, training, and speaking with a foundation in the John Maxwell program. And obviously I've tailored it to my beliefs and some of the, my techniques because you don't have to follow the program to the T, but it allows you to transition to your own business. It allows you to put your spin on it. And I think that's what's been very beneficial to me and where I'm at right now in my career with my business is I, I, do, I am creating my own content, but a lot of it's based on the great teachings of John Maxwell. And it's because of his structure that really suits who, who I am, who I discovered I am. And it's a business model that you can interpret and make work for you and your clients. Absolutely. Because they're all, they're all practical. They're, it's all, it's, it, it's, I'm a very simple person. I, I don't, I, like when people talk about algorithms and these complex, complex programs, they start to lose me. And I know there's a lot of people that are similar to me just because of the way I talk to them. And sometimes when they hear that, it's overwhelming. And I feel like with the John Maxwell program and the way I created my business, it's simple too. It's like, okay, we're going to learn how to influence people. Okay, let's learn how to do that. I'm going to learn, I'm going to teach you how to unlock your potential. Let's do just that. It's not one of these science projects that I hear or these magic pills that I hear because all that to me is unrealistic. So what I bring is a simple format like the John Maxwell program where I can go up to somebody right now on the street and they can learn it because it's that simple. And it's the, it's in the consistency and the implementation and the authenticity that we talk about and live each day. Oh yes, absolutely. Because we're all simple creatures and we all like simple things. That's, that's, and that's the, that's how you learn is when you're able to connect to that simple, you don't have to go out there and, write a 20 page paper to figure out what I'm talking about. It's okay. You, Michael, you said to go be nice to people. Well, 
go be nice to people and see what happens. <laughs> yes. don't, don't make, don't overdo it. Yeah. And what is, you know, you're, you're saying it's simple, but at the same time without implementation, without practice, without doing the steps, without continuous improvement along the way, it, it, again, there is no magic pill. You said there's no magic pill, and I say that all the time, and my background has been nutrition and coaching and consulting, leadership, and I say to people all the time, too, there's no magic in this. This is, this is what you need to do for you, and you, you do it. Day in and day out, there's no magic, but you do it. So what's an obstacle that you've had to overcome to, to be in the place that you're at and what I say, living your brand? Well, I'm a very, I guess, open person, and my biggest obstacle has, has been me. It's been myself. What I discovered that being raised by a single mother, my grandmother, is that I, I learned a lot about hard work. And a lot of time, people that work extremely hard, especially in the household as, as mine, they think that they all have to do it by themselves. And I think that that's been my biggest hurdle is, is eliciting help from people, asking people, you know what, help, my, help me out. Can you help pick up my weaknesses and being vulnerable to showing people those weaknesses? Because a lot of times as leaders, we try to, we try to do everything by ourselves because we think that's what we need to accomplish. And I think that when I was able to come over that, which was pretty much, well, when I became into leadership roles, I started to learn that, but it wasn't really until I built my business and I started with the John Maxwell program where I really realized the power in teams because now I had the research, all the information and everything that I keep reading, keep saying, it keeps saying team work with teams. Let's keep doing this with teams. That's all it's about. So there has to be some, there's a reason why they always have these team yes. building exercises or boosting team morale. And now I finally realize why, because there's so much more of a strength in teams than you just trying to do it by yourself. So when I look at a hurdle or an obstacle, it's been myself trying to overcome that, you know what, that pride, that sense of, I don't need anybody to help me. Overcoming that is what has really helped boost me to another level. And bringing it back to when I talked about it at the beginning, character, we, we're, that's the central theme that we're talking about through this show. And when you're saying that it's you, it's about building your character and, and exuding that the character traits and part of it is to build a strong character is accepting help and feedback from others. Oh, absolutely. And that's if if you're not raised around that, so to speak, a big because I I, I I was raised around a small family. My my family for no reason. It, it was not a big group of people that I had to deal with. So I was used to having five, six people around consistently. So the whole idea of teamwork wasn't really there outside of having that small batch. So when I'm going in groups of 10 or 15, it's it's, it's taken me a while to learn how to adapt to that, how to look to them for help. And I always tell people, which they don't realize is 
I'm, I'm naturally an introvert. That's actually how I, my personality is. And it just took, it's taken me time, practice, studying, prayer, everything, exercise to learn how to become an extrovert. Like it takes me effort. Like I, I, I've never been naturally designed for that. Now I'm much more fulfilled now because of it. But if I would have never learned some of the, the training and been around the people that I'm around now, I could easily be watching TV for six hours, not dealing with nobody because that's what I was accustomed to, so to speak. I'm smiling and I'm, I'm kind of laughing at Michael here and listeners, Michael and I could see each other on the video, but when you're saying I'm naturally an introvert, I, I don't know how many people I hear that from those of us that are in front of crowds, speakers, trainers, leaders, and I, people will say to me too that, you know, oh, you're so outgoing or, you know, you must have a busy social life or, and I, that's not, that's not me either. I am naturally the person that is quite comfortable by myself, quite comfortable removing myself and being that introvert. But it's, it's, there's something about the driving force when people want you to, to be in their presence and lead them because they see something in you. And when, when that, that happened to me and people were asking me questions when I was younger and, and wanting me to help them out, I, I thought, oh, me? You, you want me? There's something that you see in me? And that leads me to, we had talked about when I asked you before what led you to becoming a leader, you said leadership found you. So I want you to tell us about that and how that ended up. Um, it was at one job that you were working at and they they came to you for for advice and, and leadership so I want to take a break and then you're going to tell us that story okay great do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our Speakers Network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. We are back to Love Brand You with my guest, Michael Laidler. We're talking about character. We're talking about leadership. And before the break, I referred to uh, Michael, how you got led to leadership. And that led to the course that you have created that starts with character. So tell us more about that. How did you get led to leadership? Well, it's funny because I, when you talked about your story before the break, 
I thought about how so many times people would come to me and say, man, you're, you're going to be a leader. You're going to be this, you're going to be that. And I never really took it into full. I never really took it into my heart what they were saying. I just thought that I might have smiled or maybe I did the right thing that day and they were just complimenting me. And then when I started to really pick up traction, I'm like, man, people were, they were, they were saying these things because I was showing hints of leadership characteristics. Like um, I was showing loyalty to people. I was showing courage. I was showing my character. I was able to communicate all those things that, that every leader needs, but I never realized it. And then when I became a lieutenant, that's when it really showed me where to lead at. And since that time, I mean, I've been a lieutenant. I've in my outside of my outside of my nine to five job, so to speak. I became a vice president in Toastmasters, and then a president of the, my Toastmasters club. And then I opened my business shortly thereafter. So I all these roles of leadership. And then earlier this year, I was asked to be the young adults minister at my church, which leads people in the ages between twenty and forty. So it's when it comes to being drawn into leadership, it's, it's crazy how when we unlock our, our, when we remove an obstacle or the obstacle of ourselves, the barrier that we have, where leadership goes with us. And I think that so many people, they, they hide themselves from, from themselves. They don't really want to know how great they can be. So they stay out of volunteer work. They stay out of leadership roles because they don't want to, for some reason, they have some fear that they're going to be successful. And for those that, that do do that, I'm like, I, I tell them, don't embrace what's given to you. If, you. if people were telling you you're a leader or telling them, if people were saying you're good at something, go try it out at least. You may actually like it. And that's what has brought me to this point is because people always tell me, you know what, you're going to lead. You're going to be this person. You're going to be that person. And after a while, I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to explore this side. I mean, I was always told that, okay, you're going to have the leadership role here, wherever I, I've been at. But I always just was like, yeah, no, you're just saying it just to make me feel good. But <laughs> when I really started- how many, times <laughs> did, how many times did you need to hear that before it started to sink in that, oh, okay, maybe. And, and I don't mean that flippantly, but oh, yeah. you know, how, how long did it take for you to go, oh, uh, maybe there is something in this. Oof. Let's see. 32 now. Let's see. I, 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 I mean, I, I, I became a lieutenant two, a little over two years ago. So that was an official leadership role. But I guess my first official title role, which I know that's not really a leadership, but technically it is when you're at a job, when you're in a career that when you're working for an organization, a title is a part of leadership. So I think that's when I officially accepted it after people told me, hey, you need to pursue it. I think that's when it really came true. I was like, okay, if this is a calling, let me at least try it. And I've loved it. I've, I've loved the peaks and the valleys of it because it's taught me, it's, it's really helped me open up. It's helped me become an extrovert because now people come to me with their problems and they come with, they come with me with their good times too. So being able to help people get through those times, whether they're good or bad, really makes a difference for at least for my character because it makes it, it, it kind of, it fulfills me in a way that like, but like they said, money doesn't matter sometimes. And that's for me, that's how it is. It's because it's hard to put a price tag on someone's happiness, especially when you're involved in it. Yeah. And you, 
we all need to make a living. We need to make, you know, a, a money. We've got children. We've got, you know, bills to pay, food we need to eat. But I think when it's just so true, when you can make that living and make an in, income and an impact, mm. why not? And, and you're doing something you love. And I think that's, a, that's how I just continue to end up what I call doing my own thing. What I continue to just being that entrepreneur and continued my entrepreneurial journey only because I just, I wasn't good at working for other people. There was always something that, that said to me, not that I knew better, it just, I wanted that choice. I wanted that choice of what to do with my life and what to do with my family and my kids and my own schedule. But I think if you do make that choice, then you have to step into leadership. You have to find out how to lead yourself. If you're going to make money on your own, you better figure out fast how that's going to happen. So bring us back around to your, your course that, that starts with character. Well, after analyzing myself, of course, and going through some leadership trainings and wondering who I would be the most impactful with, especially at this part of not just my life, but my business, I found that, as I mentioned earlier, first level management, because I, I know how it feels. Like I still know how it feels because although I'm a business owner, I still work as a first level management with the prison. So I definitely understand when I go to work and I'm being a leader to the people that work for me, but then at the same time, I'm being told different, different ideas, so to speak, on how to lead them, which doesn't always match up to who I am. So I can tell the people, my peers, how they're still overwhelmed, they're lost. And I do have those moments now, but as I invested in myself, as I worked on my own growth, it's really, I really minimize a lot of those, a lot of those feelings. But I mean, I can tell you when I started, I was the same. I was the guy that was tired of doing everything. I was lost because I didn't know who to go to. I was overwhelmed because everything was coming to me and I didn't know how to filter it out. I didn't know how to work it to the person's advantage to help them out. So I created a course, which I'm going to launch very soon, which is called the three C's for emerging leaders. And I designed that course just to give emerging leaders and first level management just a basic foundation for what they need to go day by day. I'm not trying to give them 20 qualities, 15 values, because when they have that, that, that really throws them off. It really messes them up because people, sometimes they see a high number and they're overwhelmed. So these three C's start off with character. Character is who you are. It's as simple as that. If you don't know who you are, how can you lead anybody else? It's just not possible for you to go out there and tell somebody, hey, you need to go have trust. You need to be loyal to people if that's not who you are. So if that's not who you are, then you have to figure out what kind of person you, you're going to be, especially to them, because in a leadership role, everybody's watching. And then courage. Yes. Yeah. Courage is the next thing, the next C, because you have to have courage especially moral courage to do what's right when no one's looking to do what's right when something's not right. For example, if there's a rule that's created, I'm not saying go out and break rules, but some rules aren't applicable to reality. And we all know this. 
and you have to have the moral courage to break that rule, especially if it helps somebody out. Like if it's physically, or if you, I mean, if somebody has to be going on. At least question it. Yes. Question it. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't, you can't just have blind loyalty. So that's where courage comes in at because it helps you bring out that, that character. It helps you, it helps you look in the face of adversity and say, you know what, this is right because of this. This isn't right because, because somebody else said it. It's because I know it's right. So you have to have the courage to actually enforce what you believe. And then the last thing is communication. There's no way you can lead if you can't tell people your expectations. If you can't talk to them, if you can't listen, and that's the communication isn't just about talking, it's about listening as, as well. And when you're able to communicate effectively, that's why you see all these people that are CEOs and oh, owners of these major companies, it's because they're very good communicators. They know how to give the vision of the company, they know how to give the mission, and they also know how to listen to people when they come to them with whatever's going on. They learn how to apply it to benefit everybody. So that's why I created the three C's for emerging leaders is because I want people to know who they are by knowing their character, have the courage to enforce that character, their character traits, and then be able to communicate. And with those three areas, it, it will at least set that emerging leader or that first level manager up with a foundation that they can work with every day. I was just thinking that it's you took the word right out of my mouth. I'm thinking that the foundation you're setting them up at least a place to start because I think sometimes too, as managers or, you know, called leaders, but they don't, they're not really sure about their leadership skills, but managers for whatever reason in North America, we seem to think that that means we have all the answers. If I'm going to manage these people, then I have to know everything. So I think having your information, how powerful it will be to the emerging leaders that you are in front of to allow them to, to grow their skills and to understand I don't have to have all the answers. Correct. Uh, yes. Just, just, they got, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So What's one of your best daily habits that keeps you aligned with your brand? I ask this of every guest every week. I just started doing this about a month ago and it has been so valuable, valuable to me. Every time someone gives me that question, I'm so excited to tell them. I do two basic things every day now, whether I try to do it when I wake up, but <laughs> excuse me, sometimes that doesn't happen all the time. So the very, the two things I do, and I just, I, I, I even have a simple name for it. It's called input and output. I'll read a chapter of a book and write it on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. And that's what I do every day. So when I go back and I create more content, I just pull from what I read. And it's my way, to, it's my way to track what I've done. And as we all know, when you usually teach or instruct, that's when you learn the most. So when I read, I'm putting it to my brain one way, then I write it, and then I get to see it again. I like that. I, I, do, I do that sometimes, but I like the fact that you're committing to it every day. And every, every week when I'm talking to guests and, and we talk about consistency, again, it, being, being a leader or being a business owner, being somebody that is speaking, training, we're out there 
uh, sharing our message. It's the consistency and the things that we do day in and day out, those habits that, that keep us, again, I say it all the time, aligned with our brand, aligned with who we are. It's, you're not helping nobody out if the information is stuck in your head. Yeah. And speaking of that, what's a book that you recommend and why? The book that has been very impactful, impactful is a book by Colin Powell called It Worked For Me. And I, it's, it's been amazing just what he's been able to do in leadership and what he consistently does because he always motivates people. He always, he's always thinking ahead. And one of the thoughts on that is leaders usually, leaders succeed because they've already thought about it. They've thought about what's ahead of them. They've thought about the issues. And I think Colin Powell has been a pioneer, so to speak, especially in our era on doing that because he's foreseeing a lot of stuff ahead of time, whether it's simple leadership issues to major global issues. And I think that when I read his book, which was, I think I read that particular book maybe three or four years ago for the first time. I mean, I can go to it right now and I think every page is flipped with, with writing in it. And I, yes. that, that, that might be one of the two books that I have that is completely written in. I, I read so much and, and I have stacks upon stacks of books and I sometimes think, oh, where did I read that? And I have to look at the stack of book and, and, and look for the note. And I'm like, oh, that's where it was. I never used to write in my books. I used to be that person that, oh, I, I would treasure my books and they would be <laughs> in all these, I'd read them, but I didn't want to do anything with them because they were so beautiful. And, and I thought, you know, I couldn't wreck them, but it was only when I started writing in them and making notes and, and coming back to those notes that the information stuck more in my brain too. Yes. Yes. And that's why I do my input and output every day now because it helps me look at the information twice and then deliver it. I like that. I like that terminology too. input output. Okay. How can our listeners connect with you, Michael? Well, I do have a few ways. The first one is my website, which is www.michaeladler.com. And yes, there's an A between Michael and Laitler, just so people know. Yeah, I'll have email, it on the show page. And then my email is michael at michaelalater.com. Once again, there's an A in the middle of Michael Laitler. And then I'm on LinkedIn under Michael Laitler. I'm on Facebook under Michael Laitler. And I'm also on Instagram under my name, Michael Laitler. Okay. And I'll, like I said, I'll have that on the show page and listeners can connect through to the link if they, if they get to the link and that link shows up on my show page, it shows up on iTunes, it shows up on the eWomen network where I'm hosted on blog talk radio where I'm hosted. So there's many ways that, that people can find, find you via the show. We're getting to the end here. So give us your best parting words of wisdom, Michael. I tell everybody, and this took me over a decade to realize, but invest in yourself. You have to invest in yourself. If you wait for a company, a family member, or some, some other entity just to give you something, you're never going to succeed. And your growth is going to be sold stop because you're essentially relying on somebody else to invest in you. So you have to look for ways, whether it's 
fee or no fee, paid or unpaid, you have to find ways to grow yourself. Get out, get away from the television because that's not investing in you. Read books, go to seminars, whatever your, your business is, whatever your brand is, do everything to find out what the people in that field are doing. And that, that's a way for you to invest in yourself is going to talk to people like that, finding mentors, finding ways to always increase your awareness of your own brand. So if you invest in yourself consistently, you will see a quick growth and an expansion of what you're looking for in the end. And that's, that's money. I mean, you want to get paid for what you do, but a lot of those people that are getting paid a lot, when you look at, they'll tell you, for example, they'll tell you they're on social media 10 times a day writing things, or they're going to seminars every week, or they've, they've invested six figures on their development. So they're not just magically waking up and being what we see as an end product, but they're using all their opportunities to actually invest on themselves every day. And so are we. <laughs> and that's, yes, why, that's why, that's why we're, we're here today is, you know, I've, I've done that for my own self, for my own business throughout the years, because I took the same advice from, from the leaders ahead of us. And now it's our turn to, to lead with some of our wisdom and thank you, Michael. That's a perfect way to end it. Invest in yourself. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Listeners, go to michaelalaidler.com. And again, I will have that on the show page that you can click through. I'm your host, Sam Rafis. Until next time, keep sharing the love. Love Brand You with Sam Rafis. If you like what you heard on today's show, head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. You can leave a comment, a review, or send Sam a note for recommendations on a future guest you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening to Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. For more, visit samrafus.com. S-A-M-R-A-F-O-S-S dot com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.